What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Keith Lee shows why he's limitless. Jericho puts on his best match on AEW so far. And the stipulation is set for Rollins versus Mysterio. And man, it's not a horror show. It's a shit show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Gary G. Money Mun. And he's the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. And this is episode 50 of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And we're smoking bath salts. Woo! Oh, yeah! You, WCW Smackers Live Wrestlers! What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, is it my turn yet? It's only been 10 minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey yo! Right, rough on the lungs, Carl. Oh man. <laughs> Basalts. That means we're gonna start ripping people's faces off, huh? <laughs> start trying to eat people. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's par for the course because you know Rollins and Mysterio have to try to rip each other's eye out. <laughs> Good lord, what a stupid stipulation! Yep, I just want to see how they're going to do it. The funny thing is, you texted me the stipulation, and I texted you back jokingly. They got to rip you. They got to try to pull each other's eye out or something. Or first one yeah, to put their person's eye something. on the stairs. I was basically like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so they're going to jerk off. What? We said they're going to try to put each other's eye out. I thought maybe they were going to jerk off. No. No, they're going to try. I said, <laughs> whoever gets, whoever loses an eye on the stairs first or something like that was what I texted for the stipulation. But apparently they have to try to pull each other's eye out. I'll pull it out. I thought you said put yeah, it pull out. Pull it out. They have to try to rip the other person's eye out. Absolute. It sounds like it's going to be genius. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Does one of them have a glass eye we don't know about? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think the best thing, like, I guess Mysterio's working without a contract. So, I mean, he's like, if he ends up losing the match and, you know, he ain't got an eye in him, like, storyline doesn't have an eye anymore. Like, technically, we don't have to see him. And he can wear that mask with the black thing over it for a while. Who knows? Yeah, but, I mean, how are you going to, like, people are, unless you got, like, a super-duper, like prop guy, people are going, no, that's not a real eyeball. Yeah, they probably don't have a super duper prop guy. So 
it's going to be like one of those gumball eyes that they found at like Party City on clearance. <laughs> With the thing of fake blood. <laughs> you ripped it out. They can't do like a damn haircut match or something. Mass versus hair match. Don't let's rip his eye out. I mean, can you imagine uh, Rollins with no hair, like buzz cut? That'd be awesome. I think it would play oh. his character better. How long, how long has it been since they had a haircut match? The last one, I can't even think of. last one I remember was Angle versus Edge. Actually, I think um, even after that was uh, Lashley and Lashley versus Umaga was that Trump versus McMahon thing where. Loser had to get the head lost. How wasn't the uh, wasn't the um, for, yeah, uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, maybe or maybe before that. What about the Mysterio Punk one? How old was that one? Wasn't Mysterio and Punk? Or was it Mask that, versus Mask? I think that was um, no, it was Hair versus Mask. Okay, because Punk's the Punk the mask. shaved all his hair off. Yeah, Punk started wearing the mask as, after he lost that match. Got you. Let's see. Let's throw it into the old Google machine here. Last WWE hair versus mask match. So I just want to say while you're looking at that, I have my YouTube popped up, and I see a match up here of Keith Lee versus Sammy Guevara. So, uh, oh, nice! I know what I'm going to be watching while we're uh, doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm like, it's it's freaking Inspire Pro Pure Prestige Wrestling or some shit. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, I've got WrestleMania 27. Mask versus mask match. That wasn't that one. Kane versus Hurricane. Uh, Cody versus Mysterio, looks like. This is when uh, Cody had the uh, the broken nose type thing and he was the Oh, yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. That might be... That might be the last one, actually. WrestleMania 27. It's about almost 10 years ago. Because Punk and Mysterio would have been before that. Yeah, I still think they should have wrestled for... uh... Custody Dominic, of, uh, Dominic. Uh, <laughs> of, uh, <of> <laughs> He's already been wrestled for once. <laughs> he can get wrestled for again. I'm your poppy. <laughs> oh, man. Apparently, Mysterio wanted to have a hair versus mask match with Andrade at this year's WrestleMania. I like it. That would have been cool. Thing is, is everybody's already seen Remister? Well, no, not man, everybody. So. We have. Yeah, we have. I, it's funny because, like, speaking of that, 
Ray tweeted a picture of him and his wife for like his wife, like you'll talk about his wife on her birthday or something, you know, the, the birthday picture of my wife, like inspirational message and how awesome my wife is that every husband has to post. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. it was um him and his wife and like all he had on was, you know, he had his face, he had sunglasses on and like everyone was like Mysterio sends out picture tweets, picture of rare picture of him without a mask. I was like, you fucking serious? Like, you can go on the network and throw in WCW Nitro, Rey Mysterio, and there's probably at least three years worth of footage with him with no mask. Like, really? <laughs> it's not rare. It's out there. And he's pretty ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. The only, like, that's why I decided the one that me. shocked me that I thought was gonna, wasn't going to be like you know, a good looking dude was a Juventud Guerrero. Yeah, was, he's a good looking dude. Way better looking than then, um, It's like psychosis. Like psychosis wasn't a good looking dude either. <laughs> but man, it's like all right. So yeah, Remister. When I first saw Red Mysterio, like when he took his mask off, I thought like first thing that popped in my head was like uh, Jason uh, Voorhees from the lake, <laughs> <laughs> little boy from. The... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I don't think he was that bad. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, dude looks like an alien. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man. I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot of room to talk. You know, I'm, a, I'm a uh, bearded fat guy, so I mean, I'm not the most <laughs> attractive person in the world by no means. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think I may got Mysterio beat though. Oh man! All right. On that note, uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at WrestleGen Pod with two Ds. Twitter, WrestleGeddonPod with 1D. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WrestleGeddonPod with 1D as well. Be sure to like the Facebook page. Lots of cool stuff going on over there. Uh, join in the discussions that we have. Um, some fun memes that get occasionally shared on the other social media platforms, but not as much as you see on Facebook. So like Facebook page. Uh, we are also running a contest, a giveaway. <clears throat> um, that's going to end at episode 52. So we got about two weeks. We will announce the winner. Um, if and only if we hit 150 followers. So if we do not hit the 150, um, there will be no winner announced on episode 52. And we will um, see where we go from there. But uh, basically, all you got to do is retweet the pinned tweet that's on the Twitter page. Uh, make sure you're following us as well and use the hashtag WrestleGeddon150 to enter. I've been keeping a log of the ones that have so far, about five or six people that have retweeted and used the uh, the hashtag WrestleGeddon150. Um, and we'll be giving away the regular, the white shirt, Brood Christian figure, which is a phenomenal figure. I'm actually looking at, looking at mine right now. That is Lucy. Um. I and the chase, of course, that is a black shirt. I don't know why anybody wants the black shirt, Christian. The white shirt is a little more iconic 
to the brood days than the black shirt one. So but we'll be giving that away. And like I said, we will announce the winner next week. So head on over to the Twitter, the old Twitter page, Twitter profile, and follow the instructions there. Uh, let's yeah, when you spit blood on him, it shows up better on the white shirt than it does on the black <laughs> shirt. He does come with the goblet. That's awesome. No blood. There's no blood in the goblet, but he, he does come with the goblet. That's awesome. Anyway, either way. All right, yeah, just bite your lip a little bit and spit blood <laughs> on him. There you go. Just don't let anyone else touch it. Yeah, COVID. COVID. <laughs> All right, last bit of housekeeping I've got in our notes. We do have a correction um, to the Zicky Dice news that we reported two weeks ago. Um, Zicky, the Dice man who wants the Iggy, is still, are in fact, in fact, under contract with NWA and is still our reigning NWA television champion. So for so all those mean, who... Does uh, that mean he still works for NWA? <laughs> Yes, I think he's up to like a hundred and it's got to be like a hundred and eighty days now as um NWA television champion or somewhere close to it. Nice. Zicky Dice. I just want to throw this out here. This match has been fucking great. Are you watching that Keith Lee Sammy Guevara match? Oh yeah, this has been amazing. Nice. Fucking you know, Sammy Guevara hit a freaking uh. Canadian Destroyer on Keith Lee. Oh, my God. Okay. Awesome. So, I was watching... Um, I went back and I was watching uh, Lucha Underground. Um, Ultima Lucha Quattro. Nice. And I totally forgot the last season of that. They they brought in Amy Guevara. Oh, they did? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was wrestling with um, Sonny Kiss. Who was going by Exolicious and Eva Lee's? He was teaming with them in a trios title triple threat match. Oh, that's cool. That was actually, that was a really good match too. So it was cool to go back and watch that. Ultimate freaking Lucha Underground was the shit, man. Yeah, it was. Love Lucha Underground. <sighs> Asswipe, did you watch any uh, Lucha Underground? Ass white. I <laughs> I saw like matches here and there. I didn't watch it like uh, religiously or anything. I love it. I think um I think it's on. There's a free app, um, on like the streaming devices. It's called Tubi. I think it is. That has the entire series on there. It's really good. You can watch like, like how good Ricochet actually is. Yeah, non WWE <laughs> watered down Ricochet as yeah. Prince Puma, amazing. Prince Puma, yeah, Prince Puma. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott's on there. Um, it's yep. Killshot. Yep. Um, is got... there too, right? Is Luchasaurus on there? I think he is. Think Very. He... I th- it's only like one season. He's um. He's part of the the Serpent Clan, the Serpent Tribe. I think it's like Vibero or something like that. But it was so that's I love Lucha Underground. Like it was cool. The cinematic stuff that they did and the, the storylines were pretty cool. And <clears throat> you got awesome matches between like Phoenix and Mil Muertes, 
freaking amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And that um uh the no moss match between was it Taya? No, it was Ivalice and um Yeah, I don't remember. Uh Mariposa. Yes. No, no, sexy. Was it Ivalice or was it sexy? I know Mary. No, 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 no. It may have been Sexy Star. It was Sexy Star. Yeah. It had to have been. Yeah. Amazing matchup. Vampire One commentary. Phenomenal. Yep. And that first season, Ultima Lucha with uh, Vampiro versus Pentagon. Dude. Amazing stuff. If you haven't checked out Lucha Underground, find it on Tubi. Um, the uh, free app on the fire site called Cinema that lets you watch all the bootleg stuff. It's on there as well. So I was watching it. No, oh, you can find it just about anywhere. It's uh, I tell you, it's a lot easier to find than Lucha Libre USA Master Warriors. That's right. Nobody remembers that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! All right, so that's pretty much all I got for housekeeping. You guys got anything? No. no. All right, well, let's uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll. Well, I actually don't need to take a break. Let's uh, there's no breaks. There's no breaks till we get in the ring. <laughs> let's get into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number? What's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty five four Hulk. All right, so it looks like Kyrie Sane is finished with the WWE or finishing up with WWE uh, relatively soon. She'll be heading back to Japan with her husband, uh, where I believe the, the rumor is that she wants to have one final run in Japan before she retires. Um, I say good on Kyrie Sane. Honestly, go out on top. Like, go back to, back to stardom. You know, go out as a superstar that you are instead of being like a watered-down version of yourself in WWE. Mm. And the crowd goes silent. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I mean, I'm glad... I, I don't really feel like they use Kyrie Sane that well, to be quite honest. I'm not that I mean, familiar I think with they her, used her. I think they... Used her better in NXT, which they use everybody better in NXT. Yeah, I mean, I did like the Kabuki Warriors as a tag team. Yes, I can agree. Uh, yeah, but I think Kyrie had more to offer than being just a, just a tag team partner for Asuka. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, especially like her matches with uh, Shayna Baszler were freaking amazing for the NXT Women's Title. Oh, I just God. Oh. it sucks when they get to the main roster and they're like clueless on what to do with people all of a sudden. I'm sorry, yeah. I just want to throw this out here. So, so before the, before we were talking about me watching ECW old matches, what the hell is this easy money with hot commodity? What is this? What is this? This is terrible. Easy money. I don't fucking know. It's some dude with a cowboy hat, all style and a profile. Got a freaking uh, tie on with a white thing on it. I don't fucking know what this is. It's terrible. Is that, why I don't is that ECW? 
Oh yeah, this is like 2000 ECW. Oh yeah, shitty ECW. That was on oh. ECW on TNN. <laughs> oh my god, this is so stupid. Like half anyway, the main, half, the, half their talent was already like pillaged oh, by WCW WWE. Yeah, dude, you want to go to like 97, 98? There's like a yeah. match in this I want to see. I just got to get to it. Anyway, let's get back to uh, Shayna Baszler uh, main event. Yes. Shayna Baszler sighting. She is, in fact, still employed with WWE, still alive. (laughs) And she's wrestling on main events where Vince pushes people that he has no clue what to do with or just is pretty much done with. (laughs) Hence why Hawkins and Ryder were main eventing main event every week. And Mike Bennett, or sorry, Mike Canellis. Oh, He's the greatest. Man. He has the greatest love he's ever known. Yep. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, Baszler, I believe that was uh, this week's main event. So, she should be on there. Remember that shows up on the network. Um, some more news here. WWE has finally acquired Evolve Wrestling, um, which has been like a little feeder pool into the NXT system yeah. for the last few years. Of course, we got Ciampa, Gargano, Matt Riddle, um, Austin Theory. Like quite a few of the talent has been pulled from there into NXT, then eventually into the main roster. So it'll be interesting to see where WWE goes with having Evolve now. Um Will they keep Evolve as a separate, as a brand? Or will they just completely dissolve it and fold it into the NXT mantle? I hope they just keep it like it is. Let it be its own thing. <clears throat> it makes sense to me. Like, that's the best thing to do. But you know how Vince is with shit like that. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I would say is if they decide to do anything with it, at least let Triple H be over it. Don't let Vince get all over it. Cause, I mean, or just leave whoever's in control. But now in it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they should really do anything with it. Just leave it like it is. I'm just saying, like, if they feel like they have to do something with it, and we flip Triple H be over it and not fucking Vince even have a hand in it. Yeah. That's good shit. That's good shit. <laughs> oh, man. Vince, now, I was man. thinking about. Um... The Shayna Baszler thing, maybe uh, Shayna Baszler and Rey Mysterio could have a match, and like whoever won had to wear a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's messed up. (laughs) It's not Shayna's fault. She looks like possessed Ray from Ghostbusters (laughs) Two. <laughs> oh man! Hey, you're talking trash about this ECW I'm watching, but I'm getting ready to watch CW Anderson versus Tommy Dreamer, so I don't want to hear nothing. Yeah, like I'm saying, there wasn't that many standouts. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm fucking with you. Uh, I'm just fucking. <laughs> I mean, that's when I mean that's when we got CW Anderson was around that time frame, but I mean. Man, you put WWE Battlegrounds in this freaking notes this week? I put WWE Battlegrounds notes. Release date, September 18th. Over 70 playable superstars. 
um, including Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Asuka, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and legends including Andre the Giant, Undertaker, Mankind, Shawn Michaels, Yokozuna, Friend of the Podcast, Sergeant Slaughter, and many more. What about the head shrinkers? The head shrinkers are not in there. <laughs> I don't I don't think the head shrinkers are under a legends contract. I don't think the head shrinkers have been under. No, they have not. Oh, it looks like a fun game, a fun arcade beat em up. Um, it's a great way to extract, uh, distract people from the fact that 2K20 was garbage when it was released, and it's still kind of, kind of iffy now. Like some of the patches did fix a lot of the bugs that were in there, but there's still there's still some issues. Yeah, lots of fun. Uh, let's see. Yeah, a couple other things. I'm going to skip that one and go to uh, Bully Ray is no longer no longer under contract with Ring of Honor. So is he bound for impact for their Slammiversary event on the 18th? I told you. I told you what my pick is yeah, today. <clears throat> he's going to be the mystery opponent, and he's going to bring Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows with him. You think it's going to be Bullet? Oh, yeah. They say they've been teasing EC3 a lot, too, and he's a former world champion. Yeah, I know. I like, I I just, I think it'd be better. I don't think Bully is going to be in the match, honestly. I mean, honestly, it could be that he comes out there with the two of them and then EC3's with it, too. I mean, he can join up with it, too. The way yeah, he's like, it doesn't really fit as good. Yeah, I don't see EC3 like as part of like the aces. Like he didn't fit aces and eights. Like his whole um persona character and stuff like that is not something that um that was aces and eights style, yeah. I should say. Oh. But they're saying whoever it is is bringing people with them too. Yeah. Now, I mean, granted, I guess they don't necessarily like have to be like with him. If that makes sense. No, and the, the other thing, too, that we're missing is it could be Eric Young. True. Because he's also a former Impact champion, yep. world yeah. champion. Yeah. Could be Jeff Jarrett. You never know. <laughs> Jarrett's under Legends deal with WWE. <laughs> yeah. I, <don't> know. <laughs> oh, I but, think he's up yeah, for there's, there's a few people it could be for sure. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I mean, if you look at that video, there's quite a few people that have it. Yeah, that video, that video came out shortly after all those guys were released, and then that's when um Anderson tweeted like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. No. Um, but um, but since then, you know, there's that rumor we talked about last week with Gallows and Anderson possibly going to Impact. And all those guys' contracts, everyone that was released at WrestleMania time, their contracts are up, and they're free to go wherever they want on the 18th. So we could possibly see Hawkins and Ryder show up on Impact, Gallows and Anderson, you know, EC3, Eric Young. I mean, it's, it's Man, very possible. Sounds, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like the revival of Impact. So it sounds like to me. 
Bully Ray shows up, I'll start watching Impact more often. Hell yeah. So it's the the like the chance of like Sammy Callahan versus Bully Ray. Yeah, I'll take that. Right. Um, freaking awesome. So Yep. I haven't watched Impact since uh I don't think I've watched Impact since uh, Hardy was on there as Willow. <laughs> That's how long I think it's been since I've watched like it's, Impact I've, regularly. I've tried. I mean, just... Which, I'm going to be honest, I actually like that character. I didn't think it was bad, but anyway. No, his, his Will of the Wisp character is good. Yeah. But um, I've tried to watch Impact. Like I couldn't get into the storylines that they were doing with a lot of the stuff. Like Obviously, I'm a fan of you know Rosemary... And Sammy Callahan, uh, Moose, Cheeseburger, like great. Cheeseburger's not on Impact. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's on Ring of Honor. Anyway, that's all <laughs> I think about. He's awesome. <laughs> Cheeseburger is awesome. Yes, but um, you know, there's a lot of guys I'm a fan of that are under Impact Wrestling, and it's just I can't get involved. Can't see myself. I can't get behind the story the storylines that they're rolling with. So. But there's a lot of talented people that work for Impact. Oh, like Lord. Bully Ray showing up. Yeah, I'll watch. All right. So that's pretty much it for the major news. We do have a uh, we do have a birthday. We got a birthday. Uh-uh. Have a birthday? Nah. We got anniversary. Oh yeah. We have an anniversary. The anniversary yeah. of the formation of the single, I'll probably say not single, but probably the most impactful faction in wrestling history. And that's the New World. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. I, I think they're I think they're pretty impactful, especially during that time frame. Yeah, and Kevin Ash's birthday. Yeah. That's right. And and yes, Big Sexy's birthday is today as well, as we're recording on Thursday. So happy birthday to uh to Big Sexy. Yep. The super shredder. <laughs> oh man, who doesn't love Kevin Nash? Carl probably. What now? I so said who doesn't love <laughs> Kevin Nash? Who doesn't love Kevin Nash? Who doesn't love Kevin Nash? Oh. Yeah, see, I told you. Carl probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did play basketball for UT and fuck UT. So. Oh my god! Uh, I met him a couple years ago. He's a cool guy. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, met him in a uh, Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Buff Bagwell's kind of a dick. <laughs> All right. So the NWO. How do you guys feel their impact on wrestling? Like how? Like, how impactful do you think they were during that time frame? Uh, I mean, they were pretty impactful. Um, pretty big, man. Pretty big. Um, Unfortunately, Garrett, time, wasn't, Garrett wasn't alive yeah, during that I, time. No. He was alive. He was alive. I was probably was alive, like, but I didn't freaking, like, yeah. watch it. But, I mean, I've pretty seen high. stuff. You're, like, four? Probably. <laughs> what, like, what, 96? I think two. Yeah. Two. Two. Uh, two. Wow. You're two? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was a young lad myself. 
Well, um, well you got to remember, Chris, NWO only consists of five people. Or no, oh, four yeah. people. Or is it four. is it five or is it four? It's four, sorry. Four people. It's, it's Hogan, Hall, Nash, and, and Six Pac. Yep, that's it. Nobody else. According to WWE. <laughs> yep. Oh, Lord. Okay. Which, by the way, are any of them ever going to get put in the Hall of Fame? Is who? Since all this stuff, because remember all this stuff happened and they like announced the Hall of Fame stuff, but they never like did anything with it. I don't think they're going to do anything. I think it's just going to be, hey, you're in the Hall of Fame this year. Here's this. And they got they got to do something like. But, you know, they're trying to put it off till SummerSlam, but, you know, SummerSlam's at the Performance Center, so. I, I don't see them doing anything. And it probably won't be until they, they're they able to have somebody go in there. And I bet you it's going to be Survivor Series weekend. It's possible. Because there's yeah. no way to do it at some bullshit throwaway pay-per-view. It'll definitely have to be at one of the big four. Just makes sense. But yeah, NWO man. Um, I remember, you know, back when I was I was a kid. I was probably about ten or eleven. Um, when the NWA formed, and it was a big deal uh, for me. Um, you know, hugging, going heel, and uh, which was something that was completely unheard of at the time. Like that was like yeah. that. I think that was the biggest heel turn in wrestling history. And I, uh, was... I, I remember I went to I went to Starcade. Um, I remember I think my cousin gave my dad tickets to Starcade. Uh, that year, and uh, I mean just the atmosphere in the building, man. It was just. It was like crazy because you had like a bunch of people that were Hogan fans, you know, that you know followed him over to the to the dark side, and then you had the the kids that you know Hogan was their hero, yeah, and they were just felt betrayed. Uh, and uh, I remember he was versing uh, Rod- Roddy Roddy Piper, and uh, it was this. Uh, well, he was going by Hot Rod, uh, I think, uh, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a, a good match, and I just remember the atmosphere, man. It was like I don't remember like too many wrestlers getting as much heat uh, as like the Outsiders and um, the Giant was in it uh, when I was watching. It. Yeah, when we was there, the Giant and the Outsiders and Hogan. I don't think I think that was it as far oh, as what? like who was speaking in there. of uh, speaking of Big Show. Uh, did you see, because uh, this is kind of, I guess, relatable, I guess. Do you see that Big Show wants to be uh, Kingpin? I did see that. I thought that would be awesome. That'd be cool. That would be pretty cool. I don't, I don't think he's going to do as well as uh, Vincent D'Onofrio did, but. Oh, God. No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, no, he'd be good. Yeah. So I was 14 when the NWO formed. 14 years old. I'm 38 now. So 24 years ago, insane. 
insane. I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing for me was when Savage joined. Yeah. Macho Man joined. I was like all, like I was already a fan of the NWO, but once Savage joined, I was all in. Like that whole thing where they were doing with him, like he'd come out, like he wasn't saying nothing. He'd come out with a chair and he'd sit in the ring. And then like the NWO would circle the ring and constantly try to get him to join. And he was always just like, nah, like he wasn't having it. And then all of a sudden, you know, Sting came down as like the one one of the last times NWO tried to recruit him, and he said no. And they said, you know, screw it, we're gonna. You know, they tried to jump him, and then you had like Sting and Savage in the ring, and Savage just nails Sting, and they all like just go to town, and oh, it was crazy. Yeah, Sting or DDP, one of the two. But then we got that awesome like year long feud between Savage and Age, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, the host that 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 host Savage, I remember that happening too. That was almost as big as like when Hulk Hogan went heel, you know, it's like yeah. fucking Macho Man, really. But Savage has been heel before though, so it wasn't really that much of a shock. Where Hogan, who's been like on mainstream wrestling since the eighties, has never been a heel. Like his entire run in WWF, he was never a heel. Yeah. Like from Hulkamania on, he was never a heel. Like prior to that, when he was with uh when Freddie Blassie was his manager, he was a heel. But once Vince brought him in, it was straight babyface to the moon. And then to have him after the almost twenty years of wrestling as a face, all of a sudden like, Fuck you fans. You know, you can take your prayers and your vitamins, you can shove them up your ass and all this other stuff and <laughs> it was just so it's insane to think that something like that, like what a given Hogan, the longevity that he was looking for, like that one last, well, actually it wasn't like one last, but, you know, to help him stay in wrestling longer. Yeah. I mean, it put WCW, it put WCW like in the, the top spot. I mean. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Because like once the, once they NWO and all that in, introduced, it, they took over the ratings for a couple years. The NWO forced, I'll say the NWO alone, but WCW and NW when the formation of NWO and how that took off, literally forced Vince and the WWE to redo, like change the direction, go more reality based. Then uh, base the more added, obviously attitude because that was the birth of the attitude era. So pretty much the formation of the NWO was one of the catalysts responsible for the attitude era. Yep, you wouldn't have DX if it wasn't. No DX, no nation, no union, no BWO, no BWO and ECW. No LWO. Remember LWO and WCW? LWO. <laughs> oh, and great. the Wolfpack. Don't the turn Wolfpack. your back on the Wolfpack. I, <laughs> first day, junior year high school, I came to school with a Wolfpack shirt on. <laughs> oh, look at this. Yep. I love it, man. <laughs> Something to give you an about, update. Uh, this match has been amazing, by the way. Uh, Chris brought the uh, WCW Thunder on PlayStation so he could switch everybody to the Wolfpack. 
Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. NWO. Dude, those games are awesome. <laughs> I don't remember it being really good. I remember. I don't remember. Like it's been forever since I played it, but I don't remember it being that awesome. I remember like there was some kind of trick that you had to get to actually beat the computer. Like, like, uh, um, like player versus player was okay, but like when he's versus the computer to unlock like people, it was it was dumb. I think I don't know. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a code you could type in to unlock everything. To... I did that, <laughs> but um, but it was cool. It's like one of the actual one of the first few games where you could actually, like, if someone got kicked out of the NWO, you could change them, yeah, the NWO back to WCW, and it would change their the color of their ring gear. Yeah. Yeah, it could be uh, WCW, NWO, NWO Wolfpack, or Revan's Fox, I think. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was one of the few, the first few game, the first games where you could actually keep your roster updated within, you know, within the game. It was like the characters in the game as far as what was actually happening on TV. So it was pretty awesome. So like Hogan and, you know, the Wolfpack and, regular NWO merge and you can like flip everybody's colors around. It was freaking awesome. Loved it. The graphics were fun too. And like, I think there was a trick in there too with Disco Inferno that something would happen. Oh no, there's an arena, a uh, disco arena. Disco arena. Yeah. That, um, <laughs> that you would dance if you weren't wrestling. If you just stood there, they'd all just start dancing. And then there was one that was like a beehive or something, wasn't there? Like a beehive arena? I think so. Then there's the uh, the Christmas one, like a couple other ones too. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> All right. WCW so, Thunder on PlayStation. Pick it up. PlayStation <laughs> 1, baby. Wherever Ooh. PlayStations are sold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. eBay. <laughs> yeah, right. Or GameStop because that's where all their money is in now is classic consoles. <laughs> yeah, basically. At least that's where it should be. <clears throat> all right. So, NWO anniversary. Awesome. All right. So, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with our Get in a Ring segment. We will talk about um, bullet points, you know, some of the major stuff that's happened this past week between WWE and AEW, all that fun stuff. So stay tuned. We will be right back. What's up, WrestleGeddon podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events. Here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love, too. And so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone. That's www.cratejoy.com. Searching dates in a box.
I just want to say um, that match was fucking amazing. The CW Tommy Dreamer one. Oh my god. Uh well, you know Dreamer got busted open like two minutes in. Of course, because that's what Dreamer I'm does. I'm glad I lasted that long. I I swear, Dreamer's like a second cousin to the Rhodes family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. On that note, let's uh let's talk about some SmackDown this past week. I didn't watch SmackDown. Uh, I followed bits and pieces of it. Bits and pieces. I know we had uh, Matt Riddle versus John Morrison. Uh, from what I read, looked like a pretty good matchup. Um, that kind of broke down a little bit with uh, AJ Styles. I saw that AJ Styles attacked Matt Riddle afterwards. And then Drew Gulak came out and made the save, um, which led to the um, Styles was wrestling Gulak anyway for the Intercontinental Championship. So they went right into that match. Uh, of course, Styles beat Gulak, which, of course, was a great matchup as well. So I think moving Styles to SmackDown has been probably one of the best things that they've done with him since the Boneyard match. Because we've had great matchups between him and um, Daniel Bryan, Matt Riddle, Drew Gulak. It's just been awesome so far. Uh, let's yeah. see, we had Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura take on Kofi Kingston which, of course, was what you'd expect between a match with uh, Nakamura and Kofi. There's nothing that I saw involving Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt this week. No. Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember seeing anything on there. I think so. Not that I remember. Um, So we ended the segment with uh, Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Uh, Basically, Sheamus offering a toast to Hardy with a guy coming in with, like, a champagne flute. Just can we move on from this? Can we can we do something else? We gotta, with... we gotta get an extreme rules match between the two. I'm sure it'll be a tables match. Ladder match or something, a TLC Ladder. match. Something. And then you know it'll be done afterwards. Oh god, just hurry up and end it. From other misery. So yeah, that was pretty much SmackDown. Not a whole lot really major anything outside of what we talked what we mentioned that was notable. Um, so we get bit and get into Raw on Monday. Oh, baby, Heath Slater's back. Oh, goodness. Heath Slater, I believe, was just a one-off appearance. Um, so uh, Slater back on Raw gets a quick match with uh, Drew McIntyre. Of course, McIntyre hits him like immediately with the Claymore and gets the pin um, after Slater got a couple shots in. So, uh whole thing with Dolph Ziggler is just kind of I don't know. Ziggler's that go-to guy like where they know they can get a good match out of him if they need him. No. He's never he's not beating McIntyre for that title. So McIntyre's going to hold that thing until Lesnar comes back. Oh, goodness. I hope not. Uh, Let's see. We had uh, Kyrie Sane take on Sasha Banks. And I have to say it's in the notes here. I love crazy dancing Oscar. Yeah, she's pretty great. <laughs> it has been amazing. Uh, the match with Sane and Sasha was pretty good. Quite enjoyed that one. Um, we had Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy take on the team of Kevin Owens and Rey Mysterio. Um, then, of course, as we talked about when we opened the show, the Extreme Rules stipulation. 
uh, Rollins and Mysterio have to try to rip each other's eye out. I hate, yeah, total shit show. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Right, and probably the biggest part of Raw MVP revealed the new U.S. title, which looks really, really well done. That's probably one yeah. of the better belts that they've introduced so far. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but um, of course, somebody on Reddit um, who just started using Photoshop apparently made the title look better. <laughs> uh, basically took champion, switched the word champion and the eagle. So the eagle was in the middle of the belt. Champion was down at the bottom and then added a blue highlight to the top. And it looked like a thousand times better than what WWE's designers came up with. Nice. Amazing. It, it, looks good, it does bro. look good. Yeah. I mean, no, it, I like it a lot. I think if they, even if they just did something a little bit different, like just a little thing of adding the blue to the top where the stars are, I think would have made it pop a little than what mm-hmm. it does. But, but it's still one of the better looking titles they've brought or redesigned, I should say. Yeah, it's better. It's- to be honest, like if I'm giving my honest opinion, it's probably the better looking belt on WWE right now. It looks better than Intercontinental. Yeah, definitely. Um, looks better than the tag teams. Uh, looks better than the Universal or, or the WWE Championship. So definitely, definitely. It's the only one that looks like yeah, a. Yeah, definitely belt. one of the better looking belts. So um, that leads to MVP and Lashley versus Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Um, of course, MVP and Lashley pick up the win on that one. So we are getting MVP and Apollo at Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules for the U.S. title. So whoever wins the match will get the the new U.S. title belt. Yes. Oh. Which another uh, match you didn't add was the that uh, six man at the end of the show or towards the end of the show. Was the six. The uh, big show big and show, the Viking, Viking Raiders versus Orton and Garza and Andrade. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. There wasn't really anything like major noteworthy in that match. Well, the only thing like I really enjoyed about it, like I didn't really watch the match. I saw some like highlight stuff on it. Was like how how Orton's character is being like. There's a point in the match where he literally like got Garza and like threw him up against the wall and oh, like, yeah. look, you're not fucking playing this game. You're gonna get this fucking ring and you're gonna fucking wrestle. So I'm gonna get his like, head out of his in ass. On him. And you could see like Garza like kind of playing the like scared game. It was pretty great. I'd be scared of Orton well. too, man. Come on. Yeah. Um all three of them, third generation wrestlers. Yep. Could we we can keep um Orton with them and maybe get a legacy 2.0? Be pretty cool. Dun dun dun. Well, who knows? I doubt That'd it. That'd be pretty cool. Though. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But uh, Let's see. So let's get into NXT. Wednesday night, we had uh, the show kick off with Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae in a street fight. That, you know, they were going in on each other before that match even started. Like, there was no bell. Candice just started coming down the ring, and Mia comes out of nowhere and starts going in on Candice. But it was a great match. The finish was a uh, swinging neckbreaker off the table that was perched between the middle rope and the top rope 
onto a pile of chairs, and Candace picked up the win. It was amazing, amazing matchup. Um, there was a uh, there was a backstage backstage segment with uh, Robert Stone and Aaliyah trying to recruit Shotzi. Oh my God! To the point where he Robert Stone was like getting a PO and he threw his coffee and ended up throwing it on Killian Dane. So Killian Dane laid him out, and then Shotzi ran him over with her tank. Now. This is a Power Wheels toy. Power Wheels aren't that heavy. Why did it take five people to lift a Power Wheels off of Robert Stone's leg that they probably could have just pulled off from underneath it himself? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I swear to God, if he shows up next week on crutches and a cast, like it's going to be no, the stupidest. No, he's going to. <laughs> It was a pop. It's almost the same as getting your eye ripped out. Yeah, so we move on from that dumbass shit to um, Johnny Gargano taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott in a pretty solid matchup. Uh, Gargano picking up the win. We had six-man tag team match with... um, Why the hell am I drawing a blank in that six-man tag match? It was Drake Maverick and Brizongo taking on um, Santos was, and yeah. the other two guys. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza, which was a great matchup. And Brizongo is probably one of their best entrances since Emporium. <laughs> yep. Oh, they came out in luchador masks and we're like jumping over each other. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, but uh, Santos and his crew picked up the win on that one. Uh, we've had the return of Mercedes Martinez. Uh, new music, new new entrance, everything. Um, and she just went to town on Santana Garrett. Martinez picked up the win on that. So I think there is a uh, pretty big push for Martinez in the near future. Um, especially if they changed up her music and everything and made her like full on heel now. She is the badass that the NXT women's division needs right now. Yep. Really psyched for that one. Um, and we finished off the show with the winner take all championship match. Adam Cole, baby, taking on limitless Keith Lee. Um, there are no words to describe this matchup. No words. Great matchup is what we were expecting, regardless of the ending being leaked last week. People still tuned in to watch this, obviously, because NXT had beaten AEW again overall in the ratings. But, of course, Tony Khan and Jericho were going to tell you that the 18, the 49-year-old or 40-year-old demographic is the, the, the main win. But whatever. I go for overall. So, but uh, Keith Lee is your reigning NXT North American champion and your new NXT heavyweight champion. Holy shit. Thank God. Yes. 430 day reign for Adam Cole. Keith Lee putting an end to that. Great matchup. You think Adam uh, Cole is under the main roster? I wouldn't be surprised if they move him up to the main roster. 
I would rather him stay in NXT for a little while longer, but I mean, he's he's done everything in NXT. He's held every men's title that he can hold in NXT. So I think we'll get a rematch with him and Keith Lee, um, and that'll be like the send-off, and we'll see Cole pop up to the main roster. Say, let's make Raw great, uh, great again and put uh, Adam Cole on Raw. <laughs> in all of Undisputed Era. Mm, maybe. I'd be cool either way. If it's just Adam Cole, if it's all UE, I I prefer all of UE, but I'll take Adam Cole. So, um, yeah, awesome. So that was WWE this week. Um, AEW, their second night of Fighter Fest. Of course, NXT was their second night of the Great American Bash. Uh, we kicked off fighter fest with a private party getting their tag team championship shot at hangman and kenny omega amazing matchup yes like we've really had like two two different brands put on two spectacular shows wednesday night and it was it was just awesome so private party man those guys can go and uh, i see them Tag team champions in the very, very near future. Um, we'll see what AEW actually does with them as far as their booking and stuff goes. Uh, let's see. Tez and his groundbreaking announcement uh, will send shockwaves through the wrestling world, according to Tony Khan. Um, Tez basically crowned Cage as the new FTW champion. <laughs> For those unfamiliar with the FTW title, it was something that Taz had created in ECW. Um, and basically means fuck the world. And it was never a legitimate title in ECW. I think the only other person that held it was Sabu. Mm-hmm. Like, it was literally, like, ECW's million-dollar title. Well, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. But, I mean, it was mainly because um, uh, Shane Douglas wasn't defending his title uh, yeah. due to injury or something. So, uh, yeah, Taz just kind of created the title. And, uh, I mean, he defended it and uh, like, pretty, some pretty good matches and stuff. So, I mean, it wasn't quite like the million-dollar belt because, like, I don't remember the million-dollar belt being – um, you know, something people were striving for, but people actually did go for the the FTW championship. They just came up short. Yeah. Well, so the cool thing with that, if you watch the um watch Taz give Cage the title, you can see all like the scuff marks and everything on it from like you know all those years of Taz like defending it and everything, and and that that was probably the coolest part to me. So. So next week we're definitely getting Cage versus Moxley for the AEW World Championship. So we'll see. Hopefully that actually does happen at um, Fight for the Fallen. So I don't know why we got to have two pay-per-view-like events back-to-back. So but whatever. Uh, let's see. We had an eight-man tag match that pitted the Revival and the Young Bucks, or FTR and the Young Bucks, against the Lucha Bros. And the Butcher and the Blade. 
Which it was funny yeah. that the butcher and the blade had stolen their uh, black truck. Yeah, they saw it last week. <laughs> oh, but it was a great that match right there was. I think Ricky Morton uh, said that that was like watching Rembrandt paint. Is what he compared it to. He said that was probably the perfect example of storytelling and tag team wrestling uh, that you'll see on TV right now. And he basically he said the Young Bucks. He said um, FTR was it was it him or Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy said FTR was the best pure wrestling tag team on the scene right now. Uh, the Young Bucks were the best like overall like well rounded tag team. And the Lucha Bros being the best um, Lucha style, Lucha Libre tag team. Not one mention of the Butcher and the Blade. <laughs> Just those three, which I thought was freaking hilarious. So, but it was great. Like one of the best things in this match was um, Phoenix hit a Canadian destroyer on one of the Bucks. Uh, basically jumped off Pentagon's back, hit the Canadian destroyer into the rest of the participants in the match who were on the outside of the ring. It was just a really awesome spot. And the biggest thing with this, like what they're all guilty for, nobody was just standing there waiting for them to get caught. It's like, as soon as it went into motion, like they're all down on the ground because they had just gotten like dove on prior to that. So they're all down onto the ground. And as soon as Phoenix was jumping off of Pentagon's back, they're all like literally just... They all just stood right back up just in time to get to catch them in the Canadian destroyer and then just go back down again. So that was like one of the bet like one of the highlights of that for me. Was that, that little spot there. So. And then the main event Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. Amazing match. Carl wouldn't watch it if he got paid to watch it. <laughs> I'll probably well, watch it later. It was, it was really good. I know I know you're not a big fan of Orange Cassidy, but like there wasn't a lot of his um usual usual st- stunts, you know, his usual like gimmick stuff that he does prior to like during his matches, like hands in his pockets and like the slothiness stuff. Like it was like more him actually wrestling. Yeah. Some more emotional, more, um, more, more wrestling. So, like Eric said, so, but it was a great match. Um, he did do actually did do the hands in the pockets once, I think once or twice, but he did his, uh, like the shin kicks, but then he faked Jericho out and actually hit him with a super kick. Oh, it was great. I was telling, uh, Garrett they're setting them up for a tag team. Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Yeah. They're going to be called, they're the... gonna be called uh, Out to Brunch. <laughs> out to Brunch. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're going to the make Mimosa uh, Bros. Yeah. They're going to make Mimosas uh, <laughs> with the orange <laughs> juice and shit. Uh, a little bit of bubbly. <laughs> oh, that's great. Out to Brunch. That should be, that'd be their finisher. Their tag team should be Mimosa Bros. <laughs> Mimosa bros. Lay 
got to get that lay in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a really solid night last night of wrestling. Um, I did get through both shows. Awesome. Um, NXT, like I said, did win overall ratings. Um, but of course, AEW won the ever so important 18 to 49 year old demographic. So, but uh, lots of fun there. All right. So that's going to wrap up the week in wrestling as far as what was on TV. Um, yeah. So we'll take a quick break and we're going to come back with our weekly trivia. Uh, we got a, quite a bit of news and the points of articulation. And our week two fantasy bookings. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Yeah, I read about your podcast, um, the Wrestle Getting podcast. And I wish you guys the best of luck. And I, uh, if you guys have been going strong, I've been, I hope you guys go strong even further, like even longer in this lifetime. You know, I want you guys to have the best of everything. So know that I'm proud and I'm sending lots of love to you. Um, Chris, the Dean Matthews, Garrett Dean, and Tennessee Jesus Carl Cross, Carl Crossland. <laughs> Sending love to you guys, all right? <laughs> all right, but uh, trivia. Yeah. Weekly trivia. Trivia, trivia. So, um, anybody want to do weekly trivia? Carl always does it, so you know what? I'll do it. I'll be nice. Do it. So uh, last week's question was, what was the main event of the first Great American Bash event? I don't remember what year this took place in. Carl will tell you because he knows. He probably probably it was probably 85 because I watched 86 on the network. Okay. Yeah, it was 85. And if your answer was Dusty Rhodes versus Tolly Blanchard in a steel cage match for the NWA Television Championship, give yourself that good old Barry Horowitz pat on the back because you are correct. I was going to say sir, but there's ladies that listen to this too. <laughs> or at least we think they are. There are. Ooh, anyway. Ooh it's a lady. <laughs> Ooh, it's a lady. Yes, All right. Don't have a call here again. <laughs> <laughs> this week's trivia question is in the second Great American Bash event. Ron Garvin defeated Tolly Blanchard in what type of match? And if you think you know the answer, uh, you know, you could uh, send us an email. You can plug it in all our social media things. If you don't know them by now, Shame. 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 <laughs> yes, uh, Carl, actually, Carl actually inspired me on this question because we had a discussion about this um, the other day when he was telling me he watched this uh, Great American Bash event. But we'll, um, we'll go into what we talked about next week because I don't want to give away the answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right, um, so let's get into the points of articulation. These are dolls, and they're certainly not teddy bears. WCW Power Slam wrestlers, figures and rings sold separately. All right, so 
Nick Aldis, your world's champion, the real world champion, Nick Aldis, has signed an exclusive deal with UK toy company Cella Toys for a limited edition figure uh, that's limited limited to 2,000 pieces. Still waiting to see what the actual figure looks like, but it looks but this will be the first in a series from Cella Toys. So I'm interested to see who else is going to be released um, after Nick Aldis. So pretty exciting. Um, unfortunately, it is coming from the UK, and shipping is going to be a bitch, um, as well as custom fees if there are any and all that fun stuff. So if you want to take a gamble, you can um, just Google search Cello Toys or hit up Nick Aldis's Twitter. There's a link there to order the figure. Um, if it's still available, like I said, 2,000 pieces worldwide is going to go pretty quick. Oh, but pretty awesome. So, so we'll wait and check that figure out what it looks like. Uh, Boss Fight Studios, who has teamed up with uh, Master Public for the uh, Lucha Libre, Legends of Lucha Libre line. Um, they announced a Vampiro figure for um, what is their Fanaticos line, which is like their Mattel basic line. Um, the Vampiro figure will be based will be based off his early CMLL attire, so no face paint, black tights. Um, but Boss Fight Studio says there will be more Vampiro figures coming um, in their main main line, which is um, comparable to Mattel's Elite series. So basically, the same line with uh, Pentagon and Phoenix that's coming out soon. If they drop a WCW Vampiro with the face paint. I don't care which version of Vampiro it is from WCW. I will pre-order that some bitch as soon as it goes up. Yes. His Vampiro in WCW was awesome. Uh, what else we got? Elite 77. Uh, that is the SummerSlam series. It is starting to show up in Target stores, but it is under the same DPCI as the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania Elites. Um, which is 0871627732773. So, like I said, it's the same as the Rumble Elites and the Mania Elites. So, if you are looking on Pop Finder or BrickSeek and you see numbers spike, be sure to call the store and double check to make sure what series it is before you go driving over there and then start accusing the people of hiding them in the back so they can resell them for themselves later. Ugh. And don't be a dick when you're asking for this stuff. If they tell you they don't have any in the back and everything they have is on the floor because it's the same sock number as the figures that are on the floor, don't throw an overgrown man-child baby fit about it. Just accept it and keep your eyes peeled. Jeez. Uh, Let's see. Elite 79 spotted for pre-order on entertainmentearth.com. So go ahead and check that out. And one thing I always want to put in the notes, but I keep forgetting, but I actually remember to the Lego WWE golden era set. This I've been pushing it on Twitter. Um, really needs to get to 10,000 supporters. There's like hundred and I think like 30 days or something left on it to get to 10,000 before Lego will consider making it. There's a lot of cool stuff with this set. Um, I sent you guys a link to their Facebook page to see some of the minifigures that they're putting out or that the guy was creating for it. They just released um, 
he just did renders for the Rockers. Um, Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, he's already done like Jake the Snake Roberts, um, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biasi, uh, the Road Warriors, which unfortunately won't probably won't be a part of this set because they're not under Legends deal with WWF. So much awesome stuff, like all different like areas, like a locker room, a interview area, pretty freaking sweet. Um, so if you go to Facebook and do a search for Lego WWF, the golden era, you'll be able to find the Facebook page for that um, with the link to the Lego ideas page, which is free to sign up. So do that, support it. Let's push this thing to 10,000 supporters so we can get this awesome Lego set made or something similar made from Lego and WWE. You think they'll make the head shrinkers? I don't think the head shrinkers are under a Legends deal, though. Damn it. Why do you, why do you care so much about the head shrinkers, Carl? Because the head shrinkers were awesome. Well, I'm not saying they're not awesome. I think only one of the head shrinkers is under a Legends deal. Which is, uh, which is Fatu. Okay. Also known as Rikishi. But no, uh, no Samu. You know what they they need to do since they've been going down the what the rabbit hole with some of these like crazy ass gimmicks like Isaac Yankum and um the sh- <laughs> the freaking shark and Shockmaster. <laughs> they should go back and make the Sultan. The Sultan. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, maybe that should be. Maybe I should stop my campaign for um, the Jimmy King Comic-Con exclusive next year and start pushing for the Sultan. Maybe I'll have better luck. <laughs> oh, man, but I really want to. I really want a Jimmy King elite figure, though. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, something new this week, the Amazon deal of the week. Um, you can get yourself an Elite 66 Kevin Owens uh, that comes with the, I think it's the KO Mania shirt. I think there's two different versions of this one. There was a chase. Then it comes with the uh, the Sami Zayn, yep, yep, yep shirt. And that is for the low, low price of $13.62. You can go ahead and pick that up if you're missing a, a cool Kevin Owens figure for your uh, collection. It also comes with the U.S. title, I believe, so... All right, so that's that. That's the POA, the points of articulation. Let's get into our fantasy bookings. Week two. You ready to rock and roll? Ready to rock and roll. All right. Uh, you go going first? first? Uh, I don't know. I'll go first. I don't care. Doesn't really matter. Ugh. All right. <clears throat> Ooh, I had to turn a light on. Anyways. <laughs> well, you know, when you haven't had a light on in like an hour and a half. Anyways. Uh, my first match of the night is a Intercontinental Elimination match. Or Intercontinental number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship Elimination match. That makes more sense. I wrote that wrong. Anyways. Uh, <clears throat> it sees Ricky Starks versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Mustafa Ali versus Sheamus versus Ziggler. And Ali last all other men to become the number one contender. All right. 
My first match of the night is a women's match pitting Ember Moon versus Hikaru Shida. Uh, Ember picks up the win with the Eclipse. But after the match, Molina, Mia Yim, and Mercedes Martinez surround the ring and attack both Ember and Shida. Uh, after the beatdown, Molina grabs the mic and says this will continue every week until Asuka agrees to give me a title shot at Extreme Rules. Molina throws down the mic and they leave Ember and Shida laying in the ring. Mm, that one's good. Uh, how's your match set up, Garrett? Is it like, you know, two versus one? I mean, no, no. It's, a, like a it's five team? people. It's a five person mm-hmm. elimination match. And then the winner is so the number all five one contender. At once? No, it's like a gauntlet match. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Chris on this one then. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, my second match is Rhea Ripley versus Natalia, uh, with Ripley winning with the Riptide. After the match, Ripley gets on the mic, saying she's destroyed all of the competition and claims she's the number one contender and that she wants bliss at the pay-per-view. Ooh. All right. My next match is the Tag Team Championship match, Undisputed Era versus FTR. FTR pick up the win after the club show up on the screen, standing over the beaten down bodies of Adam Cole and Eli Drake. Um, off the distraction, FTR hit the shattered machine on Bobby Fish and are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. I'm going to go with Chris on this one, too. All right. All right. Uh, my match three is uh, Shelton Benjamin versus Jimmy Uso with Shelton Benjamin winning with the pay dirt. All right. So I got a promo here before the next match. Um, Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy is shown sitting in his throne at the Hardy compound. Of course, still wearing his bloodstained clothes. Looks up at the camera and smiles and says, The Fiend. I have had a premonition that extreme rules you and I will meet one last time on the fields of battle, the fields of combat, and I will delete you. Senor Benjamin, it is time to prepare the battlefield. And then black, and we go into the number one contender match for the U.S. title. Um, Angel Garza versus Kushida versus Heath Slater versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy picks up the win with a schoolboy on Slater after Slater had taken out both Garza and Kushida. Oh, God. I'm going to go with Garrett on that. <laughs> that was the one we said was going to be a free win for me. <laughs> oh, and, my God. And you wasted your, uh, you wasted your shot, Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. No, it's, it's, it's fine. Don't you worry about it. You saved Shelton Benjamin for, like, the first match, and I have been like, oh, Shelton Benjamin? <laughs> Maybe. I don't honestly, when I do my matches, I don't look at his matches because I feel like it's unfair. Because yeah, I feel like yeah, no. I get an unfair advantage knowing his matches ahead of time. Because he doesn't and that's know the thing. I put mine in the notes so I don't have to go between like two different things. So. Yeah, and I just I don't I just don't like where I don't want to look at yours. I feel like that gives me an unfair advantage. You want you want me to wait till Thursday to add them in there? No, no, you can add them in there. I don't. I seriously, I'd never look at it until we do the show. 
So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, my match four is uh, Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. And Sammy Guevara hits apparently his finishing move, the Burning Hammer GTS, which I thought was quite amazing for the win. Nice. Uh, my next match pits Zicky Dice against Luchasaurus. Uh, Luchasaurus wins by DQ after Zicky nails him with the Money in the Bank briefcase, um, gets caught by the ref, and, of course, gets DQ'd. Oh, come on, Chris. Zicky. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Sammy D, baby. Woo-woo. I mean, come on. If you're Zicky Dice and you're in the ring with Luchasaurus, I mean, you're going to try to win the briefcase. You just made a mistake and the ref was looking. So, <laughs> uh, so before my match five, there is a, uh, a promo on screen that one Nikita Koloff is set to debut at the pay-per-view. Have a big match at the pay-per-view. Nice. Just for you, Kyle. But my last match of the night was set up last week from the run-in, uh, which sees Seth Rollins and Roderick Strong versus Kota Ibushi and Nick Aldis. Rollins ends up curb-stomping Ibushi for the win for his team. Nice. And my main event is a WWE Championship number one contender match. Fitting Jay Lethal against the Macho Man Randy Savage against Naito. Randy Savage picks up the win after hitting the elbow drop on Naito after Naito hit Destino on Lethal. Okay, well, I lost it. (laughs) Are you guys at the main event? (sighs) Oh, man. It's terrible. What you got, Carl? Um, yeah, I mean, Jay Lethal, Macho Man. Uh, I don't think you can really. <laughs> I know. I didn't really need to say anything. I was like, damn, I already lost. <laughs> Man, I guess I, I better stop fucking. Uh, better start figuring out what fucking diva legend I'm going to get next week, next fucking month. <laughs> fucking jeez. Uh, hey, you might lose Nikita Koloff. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Um, I know you know, what, you, know what would, you know what would definitely kill you if I put Jay Lethal and Macho Man together as a tag team. <laughs> Hell, you could every week just have Macho Man versus Jay Lethal, and you'd win every week. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you did it every single week or not. In an Iron Man match, yeah, an Iron Man match. <laughs> so you, you just got you just got to counter it, Garrett, and be like, "Oh, Shelton Benjamin's defending the world title." <laughs> Dude, their tag team name would be Macho Machismo. Macho Machismo. I like it. <laughs> oh, that's great. I just want to give oh, an update. Uh, Sandman decided to make his way into this match. I don't know what he did. I stopped caring about this match. He came out there and beat the shit everybody. And it took him 20 minutes to get to the ring. <laughs> That's uh, great. <laughs> the only entrance in wrestling that's longer than The Undertaker is the Sandman. The dude probably drinks a six pack before he even gets to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, 
Awesome. So on that note, um, thank you all for listening. This has been episode 50. We got two more episodes to go. Um, we hit our one year mark on episode 52. I'm super excited about that. We got some big stuff in the pipeline that we can't wait to tell you guys about. Um, and it's going to be super awesome. Really excited. Um, so be sure to follow us on Twitter as well and join the uh, Russell Gavin 150 hashtag. Use that. Uh, retweet the pin tweet that's up there for your chance to win the uh, white shirt brood Christian figure. The more iconic of the two. I don't care that the other one's a chase. White shirt Christian is the one that you need for your collection. He wore like a black shirt like once. Like really? No. Oh. White shirt is more iconic. Um, so yeah, go to Twitter, do that, follow us, retweet, hashtag Russell Getting 150 for your chance to enter to win that Christian figure on episode 52. Um, when we announce the winner for that, and it'll be a random drawing. Um, and as always, be sure to check out our friends, uh, the Chick Foley Show. Um, you can find them on Twitter um, at Chick Foley Show and at Chick Foley on Instagram. Um, our friends at the Run In Podcast um, at Run In Podcast on Twitter and the Run In Pod on Instagram, and the Wrestling with Reality Podcast at WWRP Podcast on Twitter. And then, as always, you can check us out: Twitter WrestleGen Pod with one D, Instagram WrestleGen Pod with two D, two Ds, Facebook.com slash WrestleGen Pod with one D, and you can email us at askwrestlegen at gmail.com. Um, and we will leave you with the theme of the week. Carl, it is your pick for theme of the week. Hit us with something good. I'm going to hit us with something good. One of the better entrance movie, uh, musics of all time. We're going to go with Chris Hulk Jericho, American. Break the Walls Down. Huh? Hulk Hogan's Real American. <laughs> no, go on. Going with Chris Jericho's Break the Walls Down. Nice. I like it. The regular version or the saliva version? The regular version. No, that wasn't. Yeah, it was saliva that did it. Okay. So the. Okay. Yeah, the regular version. Alrighty. We can do that. All right, y'all. So again, thank y'all for listening. And we'll catch y'all next week, episode 51. We'll run down. uh, AEW's Fight for the Fallen. Good lord. Um, <laughs> and we'll actually, we're going to talk a little Impact next week. We're going to Impact that Slam Anniversary coming up. So we will run down um, the pay per view card for Slam Anniversary. We haven't talked Impact in a while. So pretty, pretty exciting. So we'll run that down too. And of course, all the other fun stuff our week three fantasy bookings. Um, there is a, uh, some more comic-con reveals coming soon as well so here's some more info for the points of articulation well that's it that's all i got so um on behalf of myself chris the heat matthew garrett g money one and the tennessee jesus paul crossland we'll talk to y'all guys next week later marks i don't have gun area <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Okay.